stretch out Yeah, your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the Welcome to episode number 223 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you. We're going to thank some Patreon supporters, talk about some running news. Uh, Moose on the Loose, listener question. Actually, a new segment tonight as well where we're going to be talking about training a bit. So uh, that should be quite interesting when we get up to that one. And yeah, we'll do all the other stuff. Maybe preview a bit of the Adelaide Track Classic, which is coming on this Saturday as well. Do all the usual stuff as we do on this podcast each Monday night. Welcome, my co-host up in Canberra, Bradley Croker. How are you going? Very well, Brady. Happy to be here. Happy How are you going? To... Yeah, good. Thanks, Brad. What's news in Canberra? Much? Uh, like everything, actually, isn't it? Working a lot. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Booked What's out. a lot? Wouldn't, wouldn't uh, know yourself, well, would you? Three days a week. Oh, you're kidding. That's a fair three bit. Three days a week. Yeah. Three well, days a week staff. That's big moose if then you're writing good. programs another day of the week yeah. and then you're looking after kids the other day. That's a yeah, full time so, work week. So I'm working Monday and then I've got Collis Tuesday, work Wednesday, Thursday, and then I write programs Friday. So that's a full week. That's a full um, week. Yeah, and I'm booked up for the next four weeks. Four weeks that, three that's three days a week. Yeah. Jeez, you ain't know yourself the amount of cash you got coming in. Yeah, getting getting fitter, so it's all good. That's good. Getting fitter, are you? I thought well, you know much I'm, on Strava? My mileage has increased. Yeah, I've gone pretty much add, added between 20 and 30K every week mm. for the last three weeks, right. up to 80 last week. We'll get to that in a second. I will introduce Julian Spencer to the show. Welcome, Moose. Thanks, mate. How you going? Hey, what? There'll be a few listeners listening to that going, that is not a full week of work. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's it. But with the kids. Work-life balance. I actually well. disagree. I think that is a full week of work because you probably write programs for eight hours on that other day and you're looking after kids, which is harder than going to work anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, that's, Brady. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying... Only, I'm only sticking up to you, Brad, because that's exactly what I do for my five days as well. Three days of teaching, yeah, one day yeah, kids, exactly. one day programs. But it feels like a full-time week, work week. Yeah. I'm saying there's a lot of listeners who are hearing this and thinking that's not a full week of work because oh. they do all that stuff on top of going to work five days a week. What, you reckon they're writing programs for six hours after work? Yes, I do. Jeez. I reckon most of our they, coaches... They wouldn't be high-quality um, programs. Oh, yeah. If you're doing them when you're tired, falling asleep, watching a bit of Netflix or something, Croaks, that's why. Not, Run to PB or BradCroakerCoaching.com are the two places to go, I reckon. It's not a competition about how busy you can be in a week. Yeah, it's all about quality, Moose. Doing, and, doing what you enjoy, having a good balance, and that's what i got. You only I'm live just, once. I'm saying it's disrespectful. Kids grow up. it's disrespectful for those people that actually work when you're so out there. there. Talking about uh, talking about how much you're working, and then you've been at work three days a week. Nah, there'd be some people that do stuff all in their week. They'd be sitting on their laptops now in an office, pretending they're working. Us in their ears, probably listening to a bit of Joe Rogan after this, doing absolutely nothing, just watching the clock until it gets to five. And how many how many days have you done in a school, Moose? I will tell you what, oh, yeah. five five lessons straight plus a duty. Hey, that's that's the equivalent of two days at some other jobs. Doesn't Cole sleep half the day? That is. We're talking about school. school. No, school. Yeah, that's a day and a half there. So if you're doing three of those. Carlos does stints asleep 90 minutes at a time, four stints, there's six hours. He only has has one stint in the middle of the day, but he makes up for it when he's awake. (laughs) Well, we started strong, fellas. Good work. Who's telling me about their running week? 
I want to hear Moose's week. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Open it up. Get well, it. it was okay. It was 128, 128, 129K. I, uh, I, I got a little, not, a, not even a niggle, but I got some Achilles awareness towards the end of the week. So that's why I, uh, I cut, it, cut a few Ks off it. So Monday morning, pretty sweaty, hot morning. Ran out around Angle C, did an hour, came back, and we got this cockatoo that hangs out. Call him Scraggy because he must have some disease where like all his feathers come out, or he might. Some of them like they're in a cage, have anxiety issues, and and they peck themselves and they like they pull their feathers out. But I'm not sure about Scraggy because he's not in a cage, but he is not a good-looking bird. But we kind of love him because he's he's always there, and we can. Uh, we can recognise him when he when he rocks up. Uh, that was the morning. The afternoon, king parrot came down. So much better looking bird, the king parrot. Quite friendly too. Will hop on your your wrist, eat out of your hand if um, if you prefer it. So that was a double at the moment. Sixty thirty doubles. They're my go-to. I reckon that's probably the ideal amount for someone who's not ready to increase their mileage that much, um, but wants to double. So 60-30 ends up for me like anywhere from 12.5K to 14K and then in the Arvos sort of anything from 6K to 7K. I like this double too, Moose. 4.30 average, 6.66Ks. Look at that. Oh. Some nice level numbers there. Except you went one, one, sec, one second too long. Well, minutes one second. It would have been 6.65 if I had mm. it have cut that Nah, but you think about it, Strava doesn't go to the tenths of a second, so you probably did stop at thirty zero zero, and it rounds up. It's pretty rare I ran like more than half a second longer than I have to. What? Yeah, especially, especially if you're only doing thirty minutes. Yeah, it yeah, is, those thirty minutes are tough. It is. Um, there's a big difference. I find this as well, especially when it's summer and it's a bit hotter for those Arvo runs. A big difference between going out for thirty minutes and say like eight k, which is maybe yeah. like the traditional double. That extra five or six minutes is like so much harder, A, to get out the door, B, feels like forever when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you just get a bit hotter, don't you? Yeah. And, so, and, this is smart from yeah. you, just capping it, taking five minutes off. Well, eventually I think it will turn to, to like 70, 40. I reckon that could be the the um, double. Like that. that's when you're going okay. And then, then you might hit 16, 8 or 16, 8 and mm-hmm. a half. And that's when you're getting up to 100 mile weeks and stuff, but not at the moment. Um, the next morning, I, I actually I ran on the beach, which I very rarely do. We only live probably, I'm going to say, 400 meters from the beach. And it's soft sand, so it's, it's rare that I'm there, but it was quite a low tide. And it was real hot and steamy, but the sun was just coming up. I got out there a bit earlier, 6, 6.25, and the sun's coming up a bit later now. And it was it was actually beautiful running along the beach just as the sun came up and uh, it was the tide was out so the sand was firm and ran super slow because I woke up I don't know because it was pretty early and I was running on the beach I guess nearly five minutes a k so that was a good little again thirty minute double and that hour ran oh that night ran an hour went and parked out at the uh, Gong Gong Reservoir which is. Um, in Ballarat, like if you can see the picture that I put up, there's sort of like um, there's plantations out there, like for logging or harvesting or whatever they call it. 
what's the, what's the term they like to use? Instead of cutting the trees down, it's harvesting the plantation. But they um, they put that some sometimes they put these big blue rocks on the ground, which is shit to run on. But it wasn't bad um, out here. Sometimes it gets shaded from the the big trees shaded, and also protects it from the wind. So it's nice to go out when it's warm. Uh, ran an hour. Uh, this is this is actually closed off. It's run by Central Highlands Water. You're not supposed to be in there. Um, Mona actually went in there. There's a funny story. He was in there one day and they ran and then he went and washed it. Like they went and cooled off in the reservoir afterwards. And he got a... Um, oh, yeah. This is his he told us. He told us that story when we had him on for that, that bonus um, show. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He ended up getting like... He got arrested, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he mm. had to go to court or something. Yeah, they were going to take his passport off him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Brian, one, our friend Tony Lockie, his dad Brian, actually listens to the podcast. He'll love this. He uh, he's a waterboard worker, so I um, stirred him up. Anyway, next morning did a workout with Toby down at the track. Toby did sixteen by five hundred of ninety seconds, and and I did four hundred. I did ten of them wasn't quite in shape enough to do 16500s and I was like off the back of Toby on most of the reps going through oh not quite I got better throughout I, I was I was struggling early my back was playing up and then it warmed up a little and then I could I could hang on to him for 400 and then some of them I would go a bit harder for my 400 step off and he would come past he was running pretty quick I think I I was running around well, a bit of a range, 66 to 71. Heaps of rest though, because I got off at 400 and he was having 90 seconds after 500. Well, that, what, probably 17 seconds, 16 seconds I um, I had on top where I jogged back to, to meet him. Um, so, like, this wasn't a great workout, but it was also the first time I've been on the track in ages and it was good to get the legs turning over. Hey Brady, what do you reckon Moose would say if this was me doing this session, like coming back from COVID slash injury slash not real fit and rolling sixty six second four hundreds at his fifteen hundred meter pace, sixty sixes. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, so, just, well, just, hey, just, hey, just hey, did you go in the spikes, Moose? Did you go in spikes? Boy, because that's high risk if you jump straight in the spikes. Ten of them only. Ten four hundreds <laughs> at fifteen hundred pace with. A minute 45 rest. Don't you come at me for this. It's the speed component of it that kills. Maybe That's... 66 isn't fast enough. You do get down to 62 in your crooks when you no, do this. 64, 65. There's not that big of a difference. Okay. Bit yeah, of a miss. difference there. <laughs> and also, you're old as fuck, and I'm still a young whippersnapper. Oh, so, oh a turnover, Moose. Big difference there. <laughs> Uh, and so, I, look, anyway. I'm not even going to bring up the fact that I'm three and a half minutes faster over the marathon. Yeah, but yeah. You, but we're talking. But you want to play that game, Brad? We're, we're talking speed here. Yeah. Biomechanically, I reckon Croaks is a bit smoother than class. you. We're talking class. We're talking class. So anyway, let's. Get, let, I want to hear about the end of the week here. About how smart <laughs> you've been your training saving was. this one up. Hang on. How many? If Toby did sixteen, how many did you help him out on? Like, did you lead many through four hundred for him? Five, but he gets a bit antsy though. He doesn't run with many people, Toby. So he comes up the back of me, like comes up the back, starts clipping me, and then likes the pace some, on. Don't slow him down. Like has no pacing idea. We went through four hundred like in 
I reckon six. No, I went through uh, 200 in like 31 or something on one of them. And I'm like, mate, you are you you don't know what you're doing out here. You're just flogging yourself. But he look, he looked fine and he got quicker. So mm. he's fit. It's doing Rotterdam. Doing Rotterdam. He's down to do the frenzy this Friday night too. He could win it. I told you today. He could, yeah. Or a workout like that. Probably the best runner in that field, I reckon. Uh, don't know if Andy Buchanan would agree with that, but we'll see on Friday night, won't we? Yeah, well, he doesn't have to agree. but Doesn't have to agree? Just my opinion. Remember this time last year, I was thinking we all might have a crack at Andy, and then he like put 300 <laughs> metres into the whole field. As far as I'm concerned, he wasn't in that race, <laughs> yeah. and I won the race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next morning I got up. Uh, oh, a late one, 9.30. Yeah, I think Bree ran that morning, and I, um, and I just... Oh yeah, I took that Wednesday night off actually because I was, I had this sore back hip thing going on, and I still had that the next day. Did an hour. It always, it's always when I go to work, I pack a lot of boxes at the moment, um, just doing stock stuff out, and and it ruins my hips. But I did an hour. Listened to the the long and the short of it. Their latest episode, actually very good. Jess, Luke, and Louis, pretty good dynamic going. Those three. Agree. Reckon, reckon it's worth jumping on board that series if you haven't already. Um, next, yeah. So that was an hour, and then in the afternoon went for a double. It's it's funny to see my heart rate in the Arvo is so much better, so much better in the Arvo. Uh, and then um, the next day, uh, I didn't. I tried to wake up early, didn't. I had a um, I had a, a meet. Well, not a meeting. I attended the opening of the Geelong Sports Medicine Centre, which is a a new like big clinic with all physios and they got a brand new gym upstairs and they got to do vo2 testing i think they're getting an ultra g as well so i went there for the opening of that so i didn't get a run in so i ran in the arvo on the way home at the um what's this place called some reservoir wordy wordy bullock wordy bullock reservoir and it is the windiest place in the world so these photos make it look pretty nice i agree with that but out there I was running into a, a wind probably 60k an hour straight in my face and it was just awful but then as soon as you turn around you can if you check out my splits on this run you'll see I just want to I just want to open it point them out to you um, into the wind was into the wind I was running like 443 435 and then the other side of the lake I'm running four minutes 402 404. And that's that felt easier on the on the far side. Anyway. Have you clicked on this croaks? Did you see the weather, the Strava weather for this one? How windy yeah, it like was? 20, 21k an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's just triple, I don't know it, where... triple it for the podcast. I know, I know what you mean, Moose. There's certain areas where it's always higher than what the bomb says, depending on the environment. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm on a lake and I'm set up on like a levee. And it's just, open. look how open it is. There are no hills, but you set up next to the lake and there's no trees around. It, I, I thought trees made wind. It's like, Lake, it's like Lake Burley Griffin. If you're down there on like a somewhat windy day, it always feels worse because it's so exposed. Hey, did you um, speak at the opening moose? Cut the ribbon or something? Oh, no. Nah, no, nah, uh, I was just schmoozing, mate. You wear your 20, 2019 Aussie kit? Like, how'd you get the invite? <laughs> yeah. Store related stuff, so oh, okay. yeah, and all the sports stocks are there. Um, I just want to be there. I was there to check out the gym, which I think I'm gonna hook up with, and then also the Ultra G. Bang, 
Mm. Um, so I'm surprised you haven't bought one of those for yourself. Oh, I've come close. So I saw there was one second hand, a clinic was shutting down. Um, actually, Krishna Stanton, she alerted me to it. And clinic shutting down like in Brisbane. And it was cheap. It was like 30 grand. Like they were bankrupt or something. And I was close. I thought, oh, you could set this up, get all, get all your runners in there. I'd pay for an LG, no worries if I was injured. But yeah, anyway, next day did a workout. Uh, wasn't a great one. Um, again, had to go late. So 20 past 10, I was out there. Bree, Bree ran again. She's getting a bit selfish, I think, Bree. Um, always taking the best running times. I did five minutes at 175 beats max and then five minutes at 165 beats. But I didn't really. That, <laughs> that was just the that was just the uh, like the guidelines I had for myself. So the first five minutes was at a 159 average, which it's gonna it's not you're not gonna get anywhere near average on the first rep because your heart rate gradually increases. But the next the next rep, I sort of stuck to it. So I ran three twenties for that first one, then three forty threes for the float, and then the next rep I got a downhill rep. So I ran three twelves with a heart rate average of one seventy two, and then uh, three forty four for the next float, three twenty eight for the the next on. That was a bit of an uphill on actually, uh, and a higher heart rate one seventy four. The float was downhill one sixty eight beats, and then the next on three twenty ones. But after that, I was pretty cooked and couldn't really get my heart rate down at all, even though I ran 3.55 for the last five minutes. So yeah, finished that one, not great. I uh, felt my Achilles a little bit at the end on the um, on like the last float. I got home, my alpha flies have a split in the foam, so they're like probably just in front of the heel. I can actually bend the shoe in half and, um, and the split just opens up like a wide cavity. So I'm thinking that's probably got something to do with my Achilles. So new pair of alpha flies ready this week, uh, but then yeah, didn't really didn't really think it was a good idea to double in the arvo, so jumped on the cross trainer, um, and then this is Croaks' favourite run for me this week. I did 24k, so an hour 41 long run. We ran with the group, had a really good pack going. It was fun. We ran. Um, from Aries Inlet Skate Park. Uh, Ali was back, so we had a few more in the group. I want to say hi to the, the champ, the star. It's always good to get more people there. So we ran along like the cliffs, kind of dropped down out the back in the bush on this street called Gilbert Street, up a pretty big hill, down Distillery Creek, which is a long hill, and then around the back on Old Coach Road, back up like the hang gliding lookout spot. Back to the car, so yeah, pretty, like, if you actually look at look at this run, my heart rate was up a lot, and I spent the majority of the time, 66% of it was in a heart rate between 144 and 167, and, and that's way too high. And then the 11 point, like nearly 12% of it was in a heart rate of threshold for me, so, I was cooked at the end, uh, and I think that's a result of two things. 
one, I'm not fit enough to be doing this shit. And two, the workouts on Saturdays, I normally do on Fridays, but because I work Fridays at the moment, I'm not getting much recovery. So I'm still a bit, I'm still not recovered enough for sat- Sunday mornings. Because we, we do have you, a... Comp- you did workouts Saturday though, didn't you? And then long run Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah. What, so yeah, why yeah. are you doing that? Because you're working Friday. I'm working Fridays at the moment. Um, and so it's it's not yeah. ideal. It's yeah, just how ideal. it is. Yeah. And so, I'll... Yeah. So do you want so Moose, I can't I can't go too hard on you because you have you oh, have at least cracks. well you have at least admitted you've stuffed up in a way like the Sunday run wasn't what I was like I, I was talking more of probably the last part of the week in terms of and one of my questions was like you, you know running a bit harder on a Sunday like I think is okay if you've done the session on a Friday mm. um, but you did the session on a Saturday and then you admitted to us that you didn't really even. For a guy who's actually, you know, quite intelligent and preaches training smart, you exceeded heart rates for the session. You then had a sore Achilles in the afternoon. And then on the Sunday, you go and do a hilly, like 424 metres of elevation. So it's not a flat run with a high heart rate. I just feel like you're at this point where, it, like in a month's time, I don't want to have, oh, I told you so, Moose. It's like, remember ages ago we were saying, like, you need to train to where you are now, not where you want to be. And I feel like there's just a bit of that at the moment. Yeah, I I think it's more of a wake-up call this week to to that point, that I, although I'm fitter than what I was when I came out of surgery, I'm still not aerobically there yet to handle these runs, um, especially back-to-back runs, and especially if one of them gets a bit hotter. And the Achilles... The Achilles is a little warning sign that something's not quite right. I've got an ankle impingement issue where some, like in the mornings especially, I have a pretty gimpy gait to try to um, land without sort of that sharp pain from the impingement. And I reckon that weird landing's been loading my Achilles a bit bit oddly. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm a, like Achilles scare me because I've had some long-term Achilles issues and you see what happens to people. Achilles very rarely just go like like right off into the night, do they? They're, they normally hang around for a while. So I am a bit concerned with that and I'm going to be really careful going forward. And um, Yeah, I think those Sundays, although I feel they are very important for building like a – and a strength endurance type base, especially for the marathoners within the group, you 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 can't do it every week, and you have to respect like a heart rate that high. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know the the other thing I reckon as well, Moose was I don't know if it was like maybe a couple of months ago that you highlighted how like when you were running your best, you were doing a lot of hilly runs through Ballarat. You made you made a comment like a few weeks back anyway about it, and I feel like that's you know you, you want to get back to doing that but i always find that when i'm coming back uh from like time off and my fitness is not that good i'm actually better off just building some fitness just on some of the flatter runs before i start getting like into the hills because as you like as you've noticed like you, you just can't control your heart, heart rates when you just don't have that strength behind you already yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to do i've like i've literally tried to find like uh like the replication runs from when I was fit in Ballarat yeah. and work them into my program. The thing is, you were the thing is, you were fit when you're doing them, and so you need yeah. to, I think, get to a get to a level of fitness before you start like hitting those really hilly runs. 
So they yeah, do just, the training before you do the training stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. 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 Which yeah. you probably were heading in that direction, but then you got COVID. Yeah. You know, so oh, say I reckon I'm, do COVID, yeah. did get I don't know, COVID. though. Yeah, I, look, I, I, because I don't run with a group very often, when I get it there on a Sunday, I'm all up and about. And you're the alpha. And, and, yeah, like, you go up a hill, and all of a sudden there's eight blokes around you. One of them wants a little crack at the title today, and it's like, nah, I've still got a little bit left here. I'm going to take this. <laughs> There's no doubt that happens, and it would you would be an idiot denying that. But that's just, but the, that's Sunday thing. But it's also but the Sunday thing can then turn into a Tuesday thing because now yeah. you're hitting Tuesday's workout more tight as well. Yeah, well that and this is the thing. Like if I if I ran with a group every day, the competitive le- like the, the level of competition that I would feel just because I'm naturally really competitive and I don't race because there's like. I don't know. I should. I will race more, but because at the moment I'm not racing, like I need to get it out somehow. You cannot and, say you pretty much race your Sunday long run to a guy who's you've been giving shit for like four years I, of fanging his Sunday long run. You do as bad so, as each other. This, this, this is what's funny as well. Moose gets on these podcasts and comes across as like the wisest bloke ever. Yeah. And then he goes and does this shit. Yeah. So of course he, of course he has to cop some crap. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think <laughs> I still think that the Sunday long run hard with a heart rate probably well for me 10 to 15 beats higher than what i would normally jog at is is okay i Um, I agree but not the day after a session yeah yeah not and and also not when you're unfit because when you're coming back yeah it's just i'm not enjoying it like the last four long runs i've got the last 30 minutes i've i've hated i'm like searching for a drink i'm hoping that it's flat i'm I'm like, this is brutal stuff right now, uh, brutal stuff. And, like, I'm hoping I come out of it on the good side and it doesn't fuck me, but there's going to there's a change. Like, it's there's a, it, drawing a line in the sand now. It's not happening next week. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, we'll see what happens this time next week. Good training talk, though. We were going to introduce a new segment mm. tonight, talk getting deep into training, but you've just done it pretty well then, so we'll talk about a session later on, I think. Anyway. Croaks, what have you been doing? Uh, yeah, so just jogging. Uh, I'm going to start back sessions this week. Uh, so I did 45 minutes on Monday afternoon. Storm sort of rolled through, so I went a little bit. Uh, went yeah, a little bit later. Sort of once you know that feeling where um, the storm sort of rolled through. It's a bit like, but then sort of cools down a little bit. So it was quite an enjoyable run. Uh, just four seventeens. Then Tuesday morning, I got out um, for an hour. Uh, 4.29 and listen to the long and the short of it, um, which was episode four. Um, I've been really enjoying it. Um, they have a, I, I really enjoy the couple of uh, additional segments they have, like Luke's sort of race of the week and um, the race that he uh, commented that segment, on. Croaks, because it always goes out later in the show, so anyone that's had a teaser of their stuff won't know what this segment is. Yeah, so every week uh, Luke chooses a race that he, you know, really enjoyed for various reasons and he often gives like a bit of a background um, into the, like the lead up or the, the different stories that were were happening. So, for example, this episode, it was the 2003 World Champs 5K final, which was a battle between Kipchoge, Bakili and El Garouge. 
Um, and that was, you know, um, Kipchoge was like an 18 year old. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And then, um, Brady, you put the, the commentary of the race in. So yeah. yeah, when you're listening to that, it sort of gets you up and about. Did you get goosebumps when you listened to the race, the Mottram race he did one of the episodes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did um, I. I was out running in the bush and I'd already listened to it cause I was the person who inserted the audio in. So I'd already heard it once, but I was like getting these biggest goosebumps for that race. Yeah. And it was cool that he did that one. Cause I was actually in the stands, um, in Paris, uh, for the 2003 world champ. So I got to see that one live. So you I went was, over there on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, uh, Sydney Uni trip or something. Yeah, it's it? like a Sydney Uni um, like tour. So I went over there with my girlfriend at the time, and we um, basically did uh, like a few days in London before heading to Paris, and then we did a trip through Switzerland, um, Italy, Greek islands, Spain uh, before we flew home. Jeez, what a trip! Yeah, so I went to every single night of the athletics, which is, this is what's funny, back then, it's like, the idea of doing a marathon, I'm like, fuck that, not interested. I didn't even go and watch the marathon at the Paris <laughs> World Champs. It was won it. all about track. I'm looking that up now. The marathon? Yeah. No idea. Um, but I did watch all of this, which was uh, which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, anyway, that was Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, out at Mulligan's in the afternoon, ran with Jai Edwards and Josh Johnson. Uh, so we did like a 12k loop, 415s. Then Thursday, um, oh, after work, so I got home from work a little bit later than normal because they gave me an after-school bus duty, which is a, a bit rough as a relief. Uh, and my parents had come over, so I decided not to go to Mulligans just because it was like, well, you know, there's half half an hour longer by, with driving time. So I just jumped on the treadmill uh, for 50 minutes. Uh, I had it at five minute k's on the treadmill. Um, but I, with the Garmin that I wore, uh, it, you know, how, I don't know how it works out what pace you're running at, but, um, yeah, that was meant to be, that was just 10 K at supposedly five minute Ks. And then Friday I woke up with a splitting headache. And since I've had COVID, there's been like the odd day or two where I just have headaches all day. So I wanted, I wanted to run, I wanted to do about 90 K for the week, but I just felt so rubbish on Friday that I, I decided to take the day off. Um, and then Saturday morning, got out for another 4.32s. Um, so the my runs have been super quick. I'm trying to trying to run to heart rate. Like it's still a bit higher than what I would like. Like it's still hovering in sort of 140s, um, which, you know, it's not that – which is pretty high, I think, for the pace that I'm sort of running at. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all relatively controlled. And then yesterday was my, I guess, first sort of long run since the calf and COVID. I, I did 90 minutes. Um, 424s and listen to the long and the short of it episode five and race of the week was uh Radish's 800 meters at the 2012 olympics so uh yeah like heart rate for that was yeah mid mid 140s i think um but felt pretty pretty comfortable doing it and so it was about 80k for the week so um yeah i've gone like 35 60 and now 80 uh this week hopefully i'll crack 100 and start back with session. So I'm going to go out and join the group tomorrow and just do some um, some cruisy 1K reps on the track. How cruisy? Uh, like 330s. Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. Like tempo running. Yeah, like just, yeah. Like that's, I've got a few guys that will be running around 330s to 335, so I'll just jump in that as my first session back. What do you reckon the last rep will be, Brady? <laughs> ah, three. Nah, new, it's new me, Moose. Oh, I, I don't know. So... Here, I want to get you guys. Oh, actually, no, I'll save it for, I'll save it for next week. I've got a, an idea of what I want to do, like how I want to train um, from now on. 
for a while anyway as a bit of an experiment. Okay, I like that. But I'll, me- I'll mention it next week because I know we've been going pretty long yeah, with, the, with the weekly recaps. Yeah. Garib, Moroccan guy, won that race, 208.31. Troopy, the best Australian, down in 17th, 211.46. It's pretty solid it for a world champ, isn't it? It was pretty hot over there too. Yeah. I remember it was, yeah, it was really warm. We had five guys there. Andrew Leatherby was in 35th in 216. Uh, Rod De Hyden, 216 as well. Nicholas Harrison, Nick Harrison, 220, yeah. 16. Shane, Shane Nankervis, Moose, your mate from Ballarat. What do you run? 223, 12, 55th. I think they had five, because I think back oh, then yeah, they five. used to have like a um, like a marathon World Cup sort of thing, and you could you know enter more athletes, um, because obviously now there's no way you can enter five athletes in a world championship. That would have been a field and a half. That would have been like... 200 in that field. Nah, 69 finishes. 69? Wow. And DNFs, they got five? DNFs, probably, oh, probably 15, 20 DNFs. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wonder how Australia got so many then. Five, yeah. Because mm. a lot of like like Americans, like Ryan Shea, I oh, know he was DNF, he's at the top there, who ended up passing away at the US Olympic trials, didn't he? In yeah, New he did. York, yeah. Yep. He was one of the American runners that didn't finish. But America don't definitely don't have five. Mm. It was a good world championships though. The um, men's 10k, the second 5k was run. Do. The second 10, uh, second 5k of the 10k was run in under 13 minutes. Yeah. Gibber Slassy in that race. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he finished uh, second. Yeah. Because Bikili was trying to do the double, wasn't he? The 10 and yeah. 5 double, and Al Garouge was trying to do the 15 5 double. Yeah. So Bikili won the um, won the 10, for... and Gebra Selassie was second. Now yeah. Kipchoge ruined it for both of them. No mm-hmm. one doubled. Yeah. Um, Luke's good at talking about that stuff. Knows his stuff. Yeah. Got some knowledge does. in that head of his. I'll quickly go through my week. Didn't really do much this week. It was, um, I actually did a couple of workouts. Monday, kick things off. Uh, 4.56 pace. Why was that so slow? Oh, Vic Country Champs the week before. That's why that was so slow. Um, an hour at 4.56s on the Monday before work. Tuesday, met up with Archie. We did a 10-minute threshold. So he was a bit quicker than me. He was a bit fitter than me, so he was a bit up the road. I averaged 3.11, though, for my 10 minutes, and then we spiked up. He had 10 400s. I did um, 8 300s, and then I did the last two 400s with him. And he was kind of going through in about 65, 66-ish, and I was taking him through Moose, leading every rep, considering I wasn't do, doing the, like, the full rep. I reckon that's the etiquette when you do that stuff with people on the track. What if you get? What if you're not fast enough to do mm. that? Maybe you should have been only doing like 200 or 300 as Toby. Right, you still got to get a workout in. You got to help the guy out though. He's doing the main workout, I think. Anyway, yeah, but, but Moose, but Moose was at the track that day, still thinking he was the big dog. The big dog exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine doing like helping out a bloke six minutes slower than This is your problem, Moose. You need to forget about Shut that and train to where you are right now. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't mean I've got to be someone's bitch, though. <laughs> just, well, just, just train on your own, you train on your own yeah. then. And then we, yeah. uh, we got back in the flats after those shorter reps and then did another 10 minutes. Uh, this, my heart rate, for some reason, have you guys done this before? So I had my heart rate on for the first 10 minutes but then took it off for the track reps just because it was like I didn't really care what my heart rate was doing when I was doing the shorter reps. And then I went to put it back on but it didn't pick up again, whereas I thought they should. Oh, wait, what are you using? Yeah, the Coros and um, Garmin heart rate monitor. 
That's annoying. Mm. So then, because I, I said Archie, I'm like, hey, it's super hot. Um, we're pretty, you know, we're, we're obviously a lot more tired for this last 10 minutes than we are the first 10 minutes. So I am not going over like 100. Like I'm keeping mine 165. I don't care if it's 320s, 330s, whatever it is, but I'm definitely not chasing a pace um, to match the first one because this should be significantly slower, the second one. Um, and then I got like a minute in and like my heart rate wasn't coming up on the screen. So maybe I've got to leave it on in future to get that shouldn't be a problem yeah or do i need to save it and then start a new run because this was all in the one five it shouldn't be a problem like i haven't had that problem i do that all the time yeah i I wasn't i haven't really done it that often so um i wasn't sure if that's a thing or not so yeah we were three and then obviously it didn't pick up so we kind of just kept it at yeah three nineteens for the last 10 minutes that was good pretty humid by the end of it like just sweating everywhere like just embarrassing the sweat level um it was hot and humid so I think that was the last humid day though then we kind of they just changed to dry heat here not sure what it was like where you guys were but um that was good i got out for 32 minutes in the afternoon that day at 7 46 p.m so um pretty late one but it was good to i don't mind running at that hour it's just a bit trickier to sleep like you can't really jump in bed at 8 30 and start reading and switching off because you're still kind of buzzing a bit so that's the only negative impact for that hour Wednesday, easy hour again, 4.49s. These are slow, hot, heart rate on, just keeping it like 125, 130, not really looking at pace. Uh, 90 minutes on Thursday. I also listened to uh, the long and the short of it there, and I just put in my comments that they're covering the microphones well, so I thought that was probably the best show they've put together so far. I actually had to stop because I was listening on my phone, and I stopped. There was one moment when um, Louis asked Luke a question, and then it opened up this like fascinating conversation, you know, the bit I'm talking about. Yeah, and I like athlete contracts. Yeah, and, stuff. and how like, yeah. the contracts work and how much you get paid and like and his yeah, it was a pretty personal question, like how's he feeling about potentially losing his, his income as an athlete? And then so I actually stopped and I just sent him a message saying, like, oh, that was a great question. Like he just he just worded it so well that it wasn't too um, yeah. intrusive, if that makes sense. Like it was a very genuine, like authentic question and it was kind of felt like he was kind of asking for his well-being more than anything. Um, in the afternoon that day, I got out for 33 minutes, 7K, 441s. Then a second workout Friday morning. Um, Archie was doing 1K reps, and so I set my watch for 900 metres, did the first 900 with him, which meant he was going off 90 seconds jog, so I had like an extra probably 15 seconds, 16 seconds in between my reps just jogging. And, yeah, I kind of held 258 pace for the first 900 with him so that was good i wasn't i thought that might have been a bit harder and i might have had to cap him to 800 but i think my fitness is coming along a bit um and then i drove to the airport actually so i was down at ocean grove not far from new moose with a a group of uni mates um so i had to drive to the airport to pick one of them up that was flying in from brisbane and then we went down there friday night um good to see you know it's like fellas the older you get the less you see of your mates who you've kind of gone to uni with and they've all ended up in different spots around of australia yeah. so that was and some of these guys i guess through covid like i haven't seen a few of them for yeah two years um which is weird because you know all these facebook message groups and you talk every day but you never actually see them in person <laughs> so it was um really nice to see them in person and yeah chill out and have a couple of beers and um yeah saturday got out for just 40 minutes in ocean grove there and then Sunday, just had the day off, woke up a bit, hung over Sunday morning, and then a big drive home. And then the last thing I wanted to say to Carly when I got home after being away for the weekend was that I need a bit of time to go for a run. So I had the day off, 101k for the week. 
And yeah, things are going well. Looking forward to pacing this week at the Frenzy, the 5K Frenzy, good fields. And um, yeah, it's really it's really good because we've kind of marketed it. Well, oh, yeah, I've kind of pushed this. I'm not sure if the race organisers wanted this, but as a real kind of opportunity for people to hit that 14.25 qualifying time. So um, for the national 5K champs. So we've got a whole lot of people who are in that kind of shape. And um, yeah, there's two, me and uh, Matt Buckle are both going to pace to try and get them through 3K in like 8.38, 8.39, which should set them up to yeah, hopefully hold that pace, or if we can at least get them a three and a half, four k, maybe, to then they'll kick it home anyway. But if we can kind of hand it to them on a platter, there should be a whole lot of them running fourteen twenty five just under that. Let's hope you don't bring your box hill three k form, otherwise uh, you won't hit that split. Yeah, that's right, Brad. No, it wasn't box hill. It was um, somewhere else down there. Did you run? Did you run it? You ran it at box hill. Nah, it was down at the what's the Glen Huntley Athletics track. It was pissing down Duncan rain. McKinnon. Yeah, it was that one. I only uh, ever raced there once. No, it wasn't Box Hill. Okay. Box Hill is where I went the weekend after Brad to run 14.09. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the week after that to run 29.34. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Just oh, how's the newborn it. going? Yeah, good. Yeah, Carly's, um, Carly's seven weeks post uh, C-section now. So the newborn, it's, it's good because it all progresses in the right direction. Like, obviously... Carly gets more recovered, which means she can do more stuff and is feeling better about her health and that. And um, also, Olivia's getting more used to, to life and when to sleep and when to be awake and what kind of happens in a daily routine. So, um, yeah, and I was back at work. Uh, my first full week back was, um, even though I took a day off on Friday to go away, was uh, last weekend. So, yeah, thanks for asking, but heading in the right direction. Still bloody hard with two kids, but... Um, yeah, I still don't think I'll be able to run much more than 115, 120k for a few more weeks. Um, but Get yeah. away for some boys' weekends, though. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was one of those ones that was booked in a long time ago. Like I think maybe like September or something like that. So um, yeah, won't be doing that very often. Probably for another 12 months. That was alright. So you probably after your recap, your Sunday long run, you're probably lucky I didn't rock it down there. Actually, would have made it even Ooh. harder for you. Heart rate would have been 170 average if I was there. I'm not sure. You'll probably still be at the bottom of one of those hills Traffle sucking your thumb. No, Fetal position. I reckon my fitness is a bit higher than yours at the moment. Calling for mummy. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, who are we thanking Croak's Patreon this week? Uh, I've got Michael Guyton. Uh, Michael lives in Booker in Victoria. Where's where's that, Where's that, guys? Where's Booker? Booker. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of that. Nah. Okay. Um, so he's run... 1848 for 5k, 3948 for 10, uh, 87 for the half, which he did in Melbourne last year, and 314 for the marathon, which he did in 2017, also at Melbourne. Uh, pretty sure he's a big dog of the finance world. Maybe he's the associate director of strategy and transactions at EY, and he also barracks for the demons. So, what's EY? Ernest, Ernest and Young. I don't know what that is. Is that what it's it like means, an account? It's like an accounting finance firm. Not far from Terang, Camperdown. Uh, oh, Warnable. wow. Okay. Bit, how can you be an associate? How can you be living? Oh, yeah, but you're going to be a big dog like that. You can't be living down there. Nah, all big dogs work from home these days, don't they? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe well, a lot of people in. travel. A lot of people travel, yeah. Not far from that Ballarat either, though, would it, Moose? It's in between Ballarat and Warnable. That's, that's a big area. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a big farming area too, like tiny town. Looks like there's some big lakes in there. Oh, yeah? Colac and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Lake Colac. 
Oh, there's another big one to the left of that. Mm. Is there? Yeah, yeah there's good. I don't know. I, I mean, really don't. Could be in the Otways down there, Booker. Big year for Michael, though. PB in the Melbourne half and the Demons getting a win, the grand final. Demons getting a win. I mean, he's a fan of the Demons. Chances are he's rolling in it. <laughs> he's probably got a farm, just massive acreage down there, right in the Otways. Anyway, thanks for your support, Michael. Michael, Michael. I saw the captain of the Demons down there on um, Saturday, Moose. Ocean Grove, Max Gorn. I didn't see him. One of my mates saw him. Oh, yeah? I should have got his autograph of Michael next time, Mick. Uh, Who are you thinking, Moose? Uh, Pat Gibney. Pat's from Brunswick in Victoria. We know where that is. Mm, It's a suburb, isn't it? Brunswick. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, he's got a beard, so that makes sense. It's fitting in well there. Um, 1739, 5K, 3640, the 10, that sort of lines up, doesn't it? Maybe the 10's quick. 118, half, 254 at Melbourne. Uh, owns a boxer. That's a dog, Brady? Yep, yep. Did, no you, dogs. did you make that call on the boxer? Yeah, I did. And I boxers, oh, no. my pop always had boxers when we were growing oh, okay. up, so I know what a boxer That's is. That's safe then, yep. all right. I was going to say it's not like a fucking Labrador or something. <laughs> uh, does a bit of bushwalking and skiing. Yeah, all those hipsters reel into like hiking, backcountry skiing and stuff. It's like a, it's a real fashionable, trendy thing to do. Yeah. Thanks Hopefully you're not offended, Pat. <laughs> Thanks for Pat. Good, Pat. Pat. Please don't cancel your Patreon subscription. <laughs> Good on you, Pat. I'm going to thank Alex Reardon um, from Dow Park in South Australia. Got some PBs here. Four, I think maybe a bit younger. 14.21 for 1500. 9.35 for 3K. 16.40 for 5K. Legit AFL um, football umpire over there in South Australia. He's got like all the good gear on a couple of. Uh, so he umpires in the AFL? No, I reckon he. Well, no, legit. What? It's not an AFL football umpire. What do you, what do you actually call it? Australian rules football umpire. It's the, the, AFL. the SAFL. Yeah, but the sport he's umpiring is Australian rules, not yeah, Australian football league. But you've called him a league. big dog. You've called him legit. Oh, yeah. It looked like they were good South Australian games, like just under AFL level. Yeah, right that, well, that is a good league know. there. Yeah. That is a good league. Sample, isn't it? Yeah, they're good there. Yeah. They, um, but... Uh, like, this is, the, this is how legit he is. There's photographers taking photos of him as the umpire. It's probably his mum. <laughs> no, no, no. They're like professional photos, unless his mum's a photographer. Like you type. Why would you Google. want photos of an umpire though? It's a pretty honourable thing to do, Moose umpire. No <laughs> I game, know. I'm just saying. Like, no games about the umpires. Who's buying those pictures? He's probably buying them and putting them on his Strava. That's where I saw it. No, anyway, anyway, Alex, thank you for your support. Also, doesn't mind a bit of a uh, bike ride. Gets out on the bike a bit, and he's a great tracker of shoes on Strava. So he has always pairs up mm. there. How many cases in them? All those kind of things. It's good. It's a good feature of Strava that I've got to get back to using it more often. You've Agreed. Got to, you got to have time in your day, I reckon. It mm. takes too long to do that stuff. It doesn't take that long. Yeah, nah. Not with the, the titles and captions you write. You could easily do that. My pair on Strava has like 25,000 Ks on it. I've just got one pair on there. Is that... Yeah, I reckon I know what it is. I reckon it was a free one we got once. Mm, some Asics thing, I think. Shoes, yeah. Asics, Nimbus Light, 10,261 yeah. Ks. That was a free one. They send me emails all the time saying it's maybe time to update your shoes. I'm like, nah, just not changing it, guys. Runner news, fellas. Kick things off. Might go to South Australia first. They had their 3K champs over there. 
and uh, two past interviewees went one, two, and a Patreon supporter that we thanked last week went fourth. So I thought that was pretty good. Izzy Bat Doyle got the win, 901.87. Jessica Pascoe Croaks, remember interviewing her? She was over there at college back in the day. Yep, I do. She moved to South Australia. She ran 931. And Brooke Hines was uh, third. She ran 945. Zoe Toland, the fan of Gang of Youth Smooths from last week, she was fourth, 952. Good, Zoe. Good from Zoe. Have to update her uh, Patreon shout at PBs next time we get around to doing that again. Because that's what we're going to have to do when we run out of people. We're just going to have to go back to the start with new fun facts and new PBs. I'm and, sure there's some out there. I mean, thinking about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've still got a few to go. Uh, Isaac Hayne won the men's, 803.16. Jared Clifford made the trip over. Maybe his first race back post uh, post Paralympics, I think, 807. And Daniel Canala was third in 810. This was deep, though, like Riley Cox, fourth, 812. Thomas Dow from uh, AH Elite Moose. Uh, Croaks, I reckon, is your mate. Is he the one that does all your Instagram stuff? No, that's Jack. Jack, oh, is it? Or Tom, he's always, he's like the poster boy for him over there. He's the one that races in the um, the speed suit. Yeah. He was, really? Yeah, big PB from him. He ran 8.13. And he I was actually... Just, I think you've just offended uh, Adrian Potter, saying yeah, that Tom's, I was thinking. The, Tom's the big dog of AH Elite. Well... But he's on the he's on the way up. Is Adrian Potter's name in that top five? He did have Zadapek though. I don't think Adrian was here. So, yeah, yeah, there's a few not here. Obviously, I mean Isaac class winner, but I mean you're missing Max Matt, Stevens. Matt was Clark. Here? I think Matt Max Stevens Clark. was there. It's not top five. Oh dang it! So no, yeah, Matty Clark. It's so strong over there in South Australia, isn't it? Yep, doing good things. Yeah, they sure are. Some more news uh, out of Norway. Now we've got a few Norwegian listeners. Gert Ingebrigtsen, he's uh, stepped down as a coach of Team Ingebrigtsen. So obviously his three sons, including Jakob, who is um, the Olympic 1,500-meter gold medalist. Uh, and at this stage, the brothers will be coaching themselves. See this news, fellas? Take, stepping down to take medical leave. Mm. Big yeah, hold of yeah. feel, isn't it? Do you know what I found interesting? Like, Christian from Norway normally has his finger on mm, the pole, and we we messaged him, and he's given us nothing. Nothing. Given, given us nothing. No intel at all, was there? No. No stories. I didn't. I, I, at first, I thought that I didn't know about the medical leave, and I thought that there was like he was he was just not coaching them anymore, um, and so I thought, oh wow, this is something's boiled over here. Mm. But it's actually quite sad, really, if he if he's sick. Um, mm. Just because, I mean, for the simple fact, he's a father of what eight kids or something, yeah. um, or seven, seven or eight. And although they dominate, like, well, you know, Jacob's obviously just dominated. It's still a stressful time. Like even when you're winning, that's a stressful job to yeah. be doing. Oh, um, and the guys, people like, coming for you. He he is a good coach. He's he's created a, a system. I mean, he's obviously taken aspects from different people, of course, like anybody ever does, but. He is um, like he's taking these kids to the top of the world. Yeah. The good thing is, I think he's their system is so like robust now that like all three of them know like you know because from what Christian was saying the other week, like their weeks are, are basically identical and everything's measured with lactate. So, you know, they know exactly what they need to do week to week. Um, it's probably more just the behind the scenes like you know at races just you know having somebody there to to calm their nerves or come up with a bit of a race race strategy um but in terms of day-to-day training i'm pretty sure um they'll be able to just keep doing it themselves 
I, mm. I don't know. I reckon he played a much bigger role than just setting training. On, I think he. Yeah, I reckon still he, a lot of belief in them. The mental and benefits of discipline as well. Mm. Like, he, I think it'll be really interesting to see how they come out of this without. Um, you'd think that maybe Henrik steps up to uh, to take on that role, but he just doesn't seem like the same sort of person that Gerd is. Like they obviously. They're pretty different personalities, you can see from the um, yeah, and from I don't the docos. Think docos, they all seem pretty self-motivated as well. Like I can't say him saying, "I'll oh, step back my own running," because he still has he still wants to be the world champ and the gold medalist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. I, I think he's probably at the most realistic. I think he would say, "No, this like my time's kind of up now." Yeah, um, I, I reckon he would. He would know. He's, he's sort of been battling injuries for so long. He's always riding that line. Yeah. We're just coming off of surgery, isn't he? Wasn't that the last yeah. episode? Hamstring, I think. That was a great uh, episode on that documentary as well. The one where Jakob won the gold. They had all the yeah. people in the stadium. Yeah. That's pretty I cool. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's almost, watching almost teared up. So did I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah, was like getting a bit shaky. Um, and I don't even like the guy because he cost me that massive multi-bet, remember? It cost me thousands of dollars that Timmy Chariot not getting over him that day. But anyway, nah, I do like you. Jakob, if you're kid, listening. Kid, kids that. haven't eaten. Kids haven't eaten for a week. <laughs> you're more than happy to come on anytime you want, Jakob. Uh, some news out of the US croaks. Probably just read this one straight out, I was thinking. Yeah, not not such good news. Uh, disgraced running coach was barred for life for alleged sexual assault. The famed running coach, Alberto Salazar, who helped top, top Americans be more competitive in track and field before he was suspended for doping violations, was barred from the sport for life last month after an arbitrator found that he more than li- more than uh, more likely than not had sexually assaulted an athlete on two different occasions, according to a summary of the ruling reviewed by the New York Times. The case against Salazar was pursued by the United States Center for Safe Sport, an organization that investigates reports of abuse within Olympic sports. Safe Sport ruled Salazar permanently ineligible in July 2021, finding that he had committed four violations, which included two instances of penetrating a runner with a finger while giving an athletic massage. Salazar asked for an arbitration hearing where he denied the accusations and said he did not speak with or see the runner on the days in question. The arbitrator did not find Salazar's explanation credible and accepted his accuser's version of events. So continues to make the news for the wrong reasons hopefully this is the last time though isn't it he's done see you later yeah. this is like criminal stuff though this is like go to jail not just talk about in running circles yeah i wonder if the athlete will be named at some point doesn't have to be no but i just yeah their privacy is more important i reckon mm. yeah pretty sick moose you got in there before we move on yeah it makes you feel a bit ill doesn't it mm. it just Oh, yeah, at the start, like honestly, I've I think he played in the grey area a lot. I actually didn't think he um, he was like that dirty, like in terms of um, uh, like blatant doping offences. And so I, at the very beginning, when they were talking about the doping stuff he did, I'm like, oh, it's all real borderline stuff. This is like, okay, you're done now. Like we need to remove you. We need to remove you. We don't want to ever see you again. And it's almost like we don't really want to mention him again. Did they remove him from like, I don't know, you probably can't, like the winner's list and stuff. I know they've removed stuff off him at, from Nike, like headquarters, but have they done that with um, like the New York results? 
like for his own, stuff for like his own running. Yeah, they can't. They yeah, can't, yeah no. sorry, no. <laughs> he's still going to be a yeah a champion in all those races. Yeah, he still yeah. won those. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I remember we were there in 2019, and there was protesting going on about. I think that was when it came out, like right at the time where his um, treatment of some of the ladies on the team in terms of like the weight stuff and um, that sort of what they considered emotional abuse at the time came out. And they were trying, like they were protesting outside the Salazar building. Like the women wouldn't work in the building at the time. Uh, And and so they pulled that down. I'm not sure when certainly hurt his legacy like in hindsight he would have been best off just you know being salazar the athlete and and that's it and never getting into coaching yeah yeah but then you got the medals with farrow and rupp yeah but he was but he was a coach for a while but he was a star before that anyway yeah yeah Yeah. uh the other bit of running news i had was the sun run up there your way croaks not far from you now is this yeah is this usually deeper than this is it usually one in under 30 uh, it's a it's a reasonably hilly course, um, and it's I guess because it's not a super quick course and it's track season, it's a bit hit and miss as to who turns up. Um, and also believe that we've had some pretty strong winds up this way recently, and because it's point to point running down the coast, um, I think it was pretty much headwind the whole way. So, Kieran Tall won the men's in thirty one forty three. Uh, Leo Peterson was second in 32.34 and Lachlan Bryant was third in 32.50. In the women's, Ainsley Van Graan was first in 35.34. Rosie Weber second, 36.52. And third was Lexi Gilmore, 37.03. Hey, have you got an update? What's Benny Saint usually wins this? Is he fit at the moment? Um, Not sure. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Tommy Tommy ran real quick there one year too. Tommy. Yeah. He's got a broken foot, hasn't he, Moose? When are you guys doing shoe gigs? Yeah, well, we had one lined up, but um, we had it lined up with a guest and everything from America, but uh, life happened, mate, and so we're trying to organise a time right now. We've got three very busy boys. We'll get there. If you're one of the listeners wondering where that is, that will be getting there. It's coming. It's coming. We'll get there. Listen to question, Croaks. All right. Hey, mate, great work with the show. A lot of us hacks don't have access to a nice track for sessions. If you had to pick between the following... What would be your preference for a session? One, sports field. Not a running track, but a field that sometimes has long grass and uneven surfaces. Two, bike path. Three, flat road. Four, undulating fire trail. Also, for your go-to surface, what shoes would you wear? I imagine some of the carbon sold shoes lose a lot of their benefit on the grass. Great work, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Good question. Good question, Ben. I like this one. This is for all the blue-collar runners out there don't have access to an athlete's track. You boys wouldn't know much about this stuff. Well, I'd probably choose two of, like, given, you know, you do two sessions a week, I would probably choose, like, an undulating fire trail for one session. Um, and if I had to choose between a bike path and a flat road, I would definitely go the road, uh, as long as it's obviously safe. Because I just feel like you can get a better rhythm. Bike paths are often quite windy. Um, so they would be my two, um, like, you know, an undulating tempo on a fire trail and like a flat road for um, for shorter, faster intervals or a longer marathon session if, if the marathon's flat. Yeah, the, the fire trail, there's so much variance in that. That could be anywhere from a nice, like, groomed 
Dirt Mulligans. Road. I'm talking a good. I'm talking one that you can actually run on without yeah. rolling your ankle. Mulligans like, de- is decent good. pace. Yeah. yeah, but we have yeah, some fire trails around here with crevices like two meters deep. You don't. Yeah, not that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would choose the fire trail for the for the tempo work, um, and I would choose the bike the bike path for the repeats. Oh, bike path moves. Yeah, like, don't you, like don't you find though like having to just dodge people and like that just shits me when I'm doing a session. But cars yeah. give me a lot of anxiety, and there's nothing worse than having a car scream by you, like fast when you don't really know it's there. Yeah. I hate it. I you, hate it. But if you had to, but if you, cars right. if you're doing that, like let's it's cha- out of your mind. Let's change it, Moose. If like you're you're in a place where there's basically no traffic whatsoever, would you still choose bike path over a flat road? Well, if if you were on a bike path with no twists and turns, with no bikes on it, would you? Ch- <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it's all. Yeah, I would then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you got to. I mean, there's again a lot of variance. But this is we probably getting a bit yeah. carried away here. Yeah. The uh, sports field is. The, oh, I can't see doing anything on that. Like sports no, field, no. long grass, um, uneven surface. That sucks. That's not good. And if you yeah. yeah you can you can't even hit your splits on that. You're better off putting a cone down or something on a bike path where you can mm-hmm. get a good straight stretch, up yep. and back things like that. Um, shoes on them. So the shoes on the bike path, you wear your or the flat road, just wear your road racing shoes, whatever they may be. Uh, the fire trail is the interesting one because a lot of the carbon shoes they also high stack with super spongy and quite unstable foam in them. And if you're on something like that's got a camber or steeper hills, uh, yeah, you or even just having like bigger rocks under your foot, you might feel really unstable. So some of the lower profile flats might be better for that that type of workout. I found RC Elite yeah. version one. Like I did a lot of I did a lot of sessions at Mulligans in those and, and love them. They are good, but you won't be able to find them anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't need spikes or anything because you're not going to go on that sports field. Yeah. Good question, Ben. New train talk segment, Moose. So on this part of the segment, we're going to talk about. Um, hopefully, you listen to it and it makes you a better runner in some kind of way. So one, some weeks it might be a workout we're going to unpack. Some weeks it might be a trainer mistake we've uh, suffered from, experienced over the years, or we've seen other people experience from, and we think that knowing about that mistake is better to hear about on here than it is to make that same mistake yourself. And um, yeah. Hopefully, it's something that people enjoy, and it yeah obviously makes you a better runner. So Moose, we're going to swap it around for the next uh, three weeks, change mm. it up every week. But you wanted to bring a session to the show this week, and obviously to stroke your own ego, you've picked a session that's named after yourself. Well, I, I actually before I get into it, I just I think people need to understand the relationship between work and rest and volume um, and duration a lot better. It with their when with their workouts, and I think this sort of series talking about different workouts and how you might go about changing them to suit specific purposes might might help that, because a lot of the time I see people doing workouts like let's just say six by a k uh, at a certain like in sixty seconds off they won't know what effort to go at and so they just go really hard and smash themselves. Or then they might do eight by a K with, like, it, they, they don't understand the difference in the, like, how, how all the, those different variables within a workout are connected. Um, so I, I think if we go through a series of them, 
then they might start to be able to plan their own training a lot better. Mm. So the, f- the first one is, uh, it's called the Moose Fartlek. Not sure who came up with this name, but brilliant, um, because it is a brilliant workout. So 30 minutes total running. It's a workout that can be done for someone training for all distances. I feel like it's nice to throw into a marathon workout, uh, into a marathon block, um, and it's also nice as a sort of aerobic workout for a, a 5K, like in a 5K block as well. Um, so the, the 30 minutes is broken up into five sets of six minutes blocks run continuously. So it's nonstop running for 30 minutes and it's organized like this. Five sets of three minutes at 10K to half marathon effort, one minute jog, then one minute at 5K effort with one minute jog. And so the jogs, uh, they're not, it's not floating, it's not supposed to be fast, it's not a walk, it's somewhere in the middle. if that makes sense. So at the start, you might find that you're running about, or I'm gonna say 45 seconds slower per K than your three minute effort for the jog, but that might end up being a minute to two minutes slower by the time that you're um, finishing the workout, especially if you've gone a bit harder. And understanding that that pace might not be super accurate because it's only a one minute like it's only measured it one minute. Yeah. yeah, and it and it doesn't matter really. Yeah, like as long as yeah, as long as you're you're, standing. Recover, you're trying to you're recovering at the heart rate down in that one mm. minute. Yeah, the the idea behind this whole workout is you don't have pace showing on your watch. Mm. It, it's run to feel. You don't even need heart rate showing because the the intervals are, are quite small. That I I actually just run this one all to feel. So it's three minutes at your ten k to half marathon effort one minute easy, one minute 5K effort, one minute jog. So the the three minute reps are just under threshold. Uh, like when I say just under threshold, I mean just over <laughs> just over threshold uh, in terms of it's feeling a bit harder than your threshold runs. Um, we're after a sort of, we, we want you to get in the, the r- rhythm. Three minutes of that shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, it's not too hard but it's enough to feel tough after the fifth rep of it. So you shouldn't go chasing um, the feel of, of being cooked at the end of these three-minute reps. And then obviously the jog, then the 5K effort is about changing gears. So we want to spike the heart rate. We want to get the legs turned over into that faster cadence, um, quicker ground contact time, like a bit more power. We want to flood the blood with lactate and um, and yeah, then we that one minute jog after the 5k effort is probably going to be a lot slower than the one minute jog after the three minute effort because you'll need it. And then you come off that jog back into that steady run again. So it's it's it sort of cycles through a few gears in this workout. You get a bit of a bang for your buck. You get some threshold running. You get some VO2 max stuff as well. And is it fair to say, Moose, when you go back to that three-minute um, effort, you should almost feel like your brakes are on. Like you shouldn't be working yeah. to hit that effort. It should be like, okay, this is I'm comfortable here. You're still working, but you're comfortable because you've just come off that much stronger one-minute rep. Yeah, I want to see a decent difference between the 5K, between the one-minute and the three-minute. 
So for instance, if I go out there, if I went out and did this tomorrow, I would do the three minutes at, I would hope to see that it would come out about three fifteens, uh, and then the one minutes would be at about three minute pace. So about 15 seconds for me. But it like to reiterate, it's not about pace. There has to be a real change in feel between the two. It has to feel medium and then it has to feel hard. Hey, Moose, i got a similar question to what Brady asked. I know every time I've given these type of sessions to people, because you run one minute a lot faster than that three minute and then you have a minute recovery, the temptation or, you know, you go out then to start that next three minute rep and that first minute is significantly, that first minute of that three minutes sometimes is significantly faster because it feels easy after you've done that 5K effort. So, like, how do you... I guess make sure that you don't cook it early in that that three minute rep coming off the quicker 5k effort yeah i think you've just got to be comfortable with it not being as hard Mm. and and you've you've got to be patient and be a bit more disciplined there it's again another thing that we practice when we train is being disciplined and and understanding pacing especially early in a rep so you might do this session a couple of times before you get it right uh, and then the the one I, I often find the the one minute effort I I I go too hard because I'm I feel like I'm let off the leash a little bit and so mm. instead of running five k effort I end up running like three k or fifteen hundred minute meter effort and I I ruin the session that yeah. way because I mean it's I mean it's then not long enough to even to recover before going back into a nah, three minute that's it yeah you and so it does take a little bit to get right but uh, thirty minutes isn't that long. Um, and especially like you should get to it, you could do this out and back and you should get to halfway with this feeling pretty good. It doesn't normally get hard until like the fifth or fifth, fourth or fifth set. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes good there, like planning to get back further, um, than what you went out without going all out at the end there. Like I've made the mistake before where I've just got one of mine up here, um, where we've kind of hit 250 pace for the first minute, but then by the last one we're hitting 230 pace for the last minute because we're like one more minute to go let's just full gas it that's not what you want to do you should be able to match the last one minute with classic 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 trail full 231 pace yeah we did we done 390 meters in the last minute straight road too no gps bullshit there fellas we did 9.3k anyone beat that i'll give you a patreon subscription Moose, another question. So, so no, I wasn't finished there. Can I continue? Sorry, the the trap then is then I would pick another location to do the out and back. So you don't want to go, oh, last time I did this, I got to that driveway in 15 minutes. This time I'm going to fang it and get, you know, 200 metres past that driveway. No, no. Then you don't want to become obsessive with it because then even though you might not be looking at your paces, you know whereabouts you are on the road and you're going to turn that session into a bit of a race. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Moose, have you often like cause, like thirty minutes is, is like quite a long session for some people. Have you slowly like built this up in people's programs where initially they might do three sets of it, then four, then five? Yeah, yeah, I have. Mm, yeah. Start with three normally, um, build into it, or even start instead of going three minutes, I'll go like two minutes, one minute jog, and I might even just do like thirty seconds at five k effort as well. Just uh, so the volume is down. Um, I still keep the effort levels the same. Like I don't change that. I, I either just change the amount of reps or uh, the the duration of each rep. Yeah. 
I actually also don't mind um, doing three sets maybe like a week out from a race. Like if you just yeah. want to keep in tune with two different paces without like everything being hard or everything being a bit too easy, that's a nice 18 minute workout. Yep, it's good for that too. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of um, flexibility this workout. And I yeah. would, I know you said like that three minutes, you've got in the notes here like a 10K to half marathon pace. The first time people are doing it, it's better to just hit that half marathon effort or pace instead yep. of jumping straight into 10K effort or pace because that might, you might not have a positive experience in the first time. Get one on the board first and then maybe see how that pace felt and adjust the next time you do it. Yeah, yeah, or even do the first two reps at half marathon effort and then you can start to, to drop it down. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna keep saying effort here. Because yeah, sorry, this, yeah. This, I was this one's all about effort, yeah. yeah. Um, and ideally in your week, of course, you wouldn't do this workout the day after or the day before another workout's planned. Like you'd follow this with a recovery day and have a recovery day before it so you're hitting it fresher. Yeah, at least one recovery day. Mm. Uh, like we we believe in two workouts a week um, with a long run. And so say you do this on a Wednesday morning, um, then you'll you'll have you, you'll have Thursday off, maybe Friday off as well. Not off, but just easy. Yeah. And then then you'll do a workout Saturday. That's good, fellas. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. on the loose purchase of the week rules of Strava. Are we skipping that because we just did that? No, nah, let's just call out Nita. So fellow Inside Running podcast uh, member, member of the team, Michael Nita Nishki, podiatrist in Adelaide, also involved in the Adelaide Harriers over there. He um, he was, I'll just pull up his Instagram. He was very happy with his own work the other day. I haven't seen this. I'm going to pull this up as well. Yeah, he's on his Instagram. Michael Nita, 21 he is. Um, Post a pic of himself in second place. It is great to be part of some over 35 competitive track races at Athletics SA. Uh, a couple of fellas not far behind. Um, he's even gone a hashtag track and a hashtag 3,000 meters. But, Nida, this over 35 category, it doesn't exist. I'm not sure who came up with this. Surely it's not just, it might just be a South Australian thing. Hang on, so he didn't win. He comes second in the over He didn't 35. win. He didn't win, but um, I reckon these blokes, I mean, the bottom line is these blokes should be running in the open division, mm-hmm. right? Over 35. Sinead Diver's like 40, 45 and r- runs in the open. She's not looking for over 45 races or over 40 races. you got nearly every one of our marathon marathoners is nearly in this block now, yet we're talking about we're, talk, we're still talking about age group racing. Like, this is the peak of your athletic career, Michael. Don't go searching for cheap wins. Race, race against the rest of the competitors. You're in your prime, mate. <laughs> I do love that one of the comments on this post is over 35 is a bullshit category, and that's from you. This is Moose on the Loose three days ago on here. Yeah, well, I... I haven't had a lot of good ones lately, but I saw this and I'm oh, like... Oh, he's in... Ne- they let away next percent because they're over 35 too. No, don't tell me that's a rule. That's a, That uh, must be a rule because look oh, at him. He's, he's got in the, the next percent. got the next on. You've got a bloke in front of him wearing a pair of dragonflies, so that's all legal. Bloke behind him, dragonflies as well. It, yeah, so Nida yeah. is actually an asterisk next to his name. <laughs> mm. I was 35 in a couple of months when I ran my 3K PB. That's a good point. That's a good bit of evidence. That's actually a great reason not to have an over 35 category. He does, and what have, I he does have a kid, though. 
What I hear most is that there's no there's no shoe geeks this month because Nid is still celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll give him. uh, It's good that that he's he's injury free and running. That's that's a win. Got to give give him that. Yeah, and you need to pick little goals, small wins. I don't mind that either. If that's winning over thirty fives, he wins that, and then he goes into the open race next time. He's coming back from an injury too, isn't he? I can find him some goals. If if he needs goals, I'll find some for him. Get up on it ain't gonna be that. episode. All right, what's coming up, fellas? Croaks, what are uh, you doing? I've an interview tomorrow. Actually, oh, yeah. I'm uh, interviewing Sam Burke. So I used to race against Sam. I think he's run like one fifty for eight hundred and maybe three fifty for fifteen. He was actually the founder or co-founder of Runners Tribe. So uh, I'm going to get him on for a chat because uh, yeah, Runners be Tribe's been around for like ten to fifteen years and. You know, it's always been that sort of go-to website to find out, you know, any sort of Australian running news. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have a chat to him. That was big before the internet, like, even took off. Like, before yeah, like, social media, I mean. I reckon 20, uh, 2007, 2008, like, it was around. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we'll find out, I'll find out tomorrow. So, yeah, it'll be good to catch up with Sam. I'm just on there now. A new article on Ollie Hall written there by Len, Len Johnson. Mm-hmm. Haven't read that yet. Anyway, Moose, what are you doing? Oh, same old mate. Got to, um, yeah, got to, got to go to work. Of course, that's it. That's it for me. That's it. Shoes. Oh, I got to organise some more of this camp. Actually. Oh yeah. Did you get many sign ups after last week? Yeah, got a few. Got Got a a few few come through. Um, I think people need to see more video of it. So Ali's going to take more footage this week. So go go give the Run Strong page a like, and you might see some actual video of the trail that you could be running on. But we're getting pumped for it. The trail isn't the like draw card though, is it? Isn't it like being around you and Ali is the draw card, the headliner? Perhaps Ali. She's going to be doing signings on on the, the Friday evening. Sign so we'll get t-shirts. some card, get some cards printed with sign her face hats. on it. She That'd can sign them. What yeah. about I showed you that one the other day? I found Craig Mottram signed one for me back oh, in like yeah. two thousand and four. Mm. You want to give that? Did he sign your name? Yeah, it says to Brady. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. It's too, Brady. Keep enjoying the sport. Like, I reckon I've done oh. a pretty good job of enjoying the sport since 2004. If only he knew. If only he knew. What this would turn into. Yeah. He just kept me inspired, the young whippersnapper back in the day. Anyway, did, did you work out where it was from? No, still not sure. Still don't know where I would have got it from him. Yeah, don't know. It's probably like last year when I just bumped into him at a race or something. No, nah, it was ages ago. All right, we're done. See you, fellas. We'll uh, do it all again next week. Throw Have 20 minutes week. of long or short of it there. 20 minutes coming from last week. Enjoy that, ladies and gents. Sign up to patreon.com forward slash inside run podcast if you want to hear a bit more of it. See you, boys. See you, guys. Okay, hey guys, uh, welcome to episode five. Far out, episode five, that's gone by quickly. Uh, welcome to episode five of The Long and the Short of It. Uh, my name is Luke Matthews. Um, I know that I said it last week, the best looking, but also probably the funniest <laughs> host as well. Ooh, um, and, yeah, uh, as I've taken the unofficial host role, I plan to add to that every single episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... 
this is a running this is a running podcast and I haven't really been running too much. So that's why I've decided to bring on two good friends of mine. So firstly, fresh off his uh, Zatapec 10 National Championships last week, we have – or is it this week? No, yeah, last week. We have Lewis McAfee. And I'm also going to add on to what I said last week. I've pulled up your Wikipedia page again. Um, <laughs> another great quote from it. One is, uh, he is known to have a boogie and wave his arm around so everyone can see his Olympic <laughs> tattoo, which is plastered all over his arm. So, <laughs> I actually, I mean, I'm not going to plug these guys, but fuck. I, so I, sorry, I've been told off about swearing, so I'm going to try to stop swearing as well. But um, I listened to For the Kudos, that podcast with Joel, Brett, and Roses on it. And we, and they potted me in that. Well, they actually potted me twice, but they potted me in that for for getting my Olympic rings in a really noticeable spot. And I, yeah, and, and they, they accused me of potentially maybe, yeah, waving my around, waving my arms around. And you know what? Sure. <laughs> I worked hard for that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so where exactly is it? I haven't seen it yet. Hang on a second, Louis. Really? Do it with your Olympic rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day when one of my friends goes, I'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Louis, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I, uh, well, not good, actually. I, good. I feel like... A bag of dicks, and I have for the last couple of days. Um, yeah, That's got so nothing to do with your sickness, though. <laughs> no, no. So I have COVID. Um, came back from Melbourne, probably got it there. Um, yeah, because I was pretty boring on the weekend. Um, didn't really go out, so must have got it in Melbourne. And so it took yeah. about four days to hit you, did it? Four or five days? Yeah, and fuck, did it hit me? It was like a train. Like you, yesterday, you I was on the race. No, I was good. I um just went back to Luke Bell's house and um stayed there. So yeah, I didn't do anything um out of the ordinary. I think it may have been from the airport or something, but yeah, I have no idea. Um, so yeah, if I have voice cracks, I'm I'm not 15 again. I'm just <laughs> rough. Um, that's what happens. To me, but yeah, I was rolling a. And a, even though she has. What this? Oh uh, yeah, I was rolling a fever of like forty degrees, and uh, yesterday, and um, I started. On work. top of what, like a thirty degree day in. <laughs> oh, it was like forty one today. Oh, rough. And humid as yeah, um, and I started work this week, so um, luckily it was online, um, and I didn't have to take any sick days, but. Um, that was, <laughs> it's been a stressful week. So, so you I, knew you had it before you got a result? Like, did you just take a rap or? Yeah, I took a rapid. Um, yeah. I, I felt something in my throat and I thought maybe, um, like I've, I've been pretty good at dodging it. So I thought. Mm. Um, well, I thought you were immune. Me. This came as a big surprise. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. You did do a good job at it, to be fair. Oh, wait, just quickly. Um. I, even though she's already spoken, we actually are joined by our third host as well, Jessica yeah. Stenson. Oh. Me, <laughs> hi, hi me everyone. Is that, is that the right word, me? Like, I always see that. Yeah. N-double-E. Is that a... oh, you know what? I, I should. I think it's me. But when you do put the um, the French symbol above the E, I thought that turned it into an A, but I don't think you say nay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with nay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It seems like... 
I don't know. It seems like the three of us, I don't, know, I don't want to speak for, well, I don't want to, you know, if I'm wrong here, but it seems like the three of us, it's kind of just been a somewhat a bit of an average week. I'm injured, as you know, I keep talking about <laughs> J- uh, JT, JS, whichever one you want to go by. You've um, got the sad news about um, the Japanese marathon you were looking for, yeah. and Louis got COVID. So this is. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll give each other compliments. This will be the highlight of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> each other up. Since last Wednesday. That's perfect. That's <laughs> my motto. Start high and then go low. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, on the topic of pumping each other up, where exactly are these rings, Luke? I, I'm keen to know. Is it on the inside of your bicep? Uh, yeah, they're on the inside of my right bicep, which is Ooh, so, so they expand when you um flex. Yeah, so they're so <laughs> so good when I shake someone's hand because yeah, I just, just use my <laughs> real right. power move. Yeah, real power move, and then I've just got a weak like weak handshake. So <laughs> how about when you get old and like eighty and it gets all wrinkly? Do you reckon they'll still have the rings? Um, when you know. when you get saggy. I don't know. I'll probably they'll be ovals. Um, if I make it to eighty, I'll I just won't even worry about it. There's a good conversation starter. I'm trying to get to thirty first. I'm not thinking about eighty. Uh, who's going through their week first? Is it Louis? I can. So um, mine was short. The end of your last week because yeah, last week. Yeah. So Thursday morning, um, woke up after the race and did an hour and ten minutes, um, through Sandy which is on the coast of, um, where is it, Melbourne? Yeah, and then I came back um, to Brisbane because I had to work, and then I... Where do you work, Louis? So I work at an all-boys Catholic school in um, Brisbane. What's it called? Is, uh, it's called Gregory Terrace. Right. So, well, as yeah, in uh, at a boarding house there, like a boarding house? No, it's so, um, Luke... Did you go to an APS school in um, Melbourne? Yeah, or, I went to the infamous St. Kevin's, which is copying a lot of bad shit. But, yeah, that's – Oh, right. Which yeah. explains it, probably. Yeah. No, not great. Fuck it out. So we're in that um, – it's like the Brisbane version of that. Um, it's actually the only one that doesn't have a boarding house. Um yeah. yeah, so it's pretty good to get my first gig there. I just need to keep it. Oh, so you're as a teacher? Yeah. You're a qualified teacher. What What do you teach? I teach business and maths. Mm. And, yeah, if you've got any kids growing up, if you're in the audience in Brisbane, please don't send them to Terrace because <laughs> they won't learn. Much. Wait, what grade? Um, grade 10. That's another thing which I don't understand about Queenslanders as well. You guys say grade, whereas as soon as you get into high school for us, we say year. You just you guys just hold strong with grade the whole way through. Yeah, it's very American. Yeah, I'm a year, a year person. Grade for primary school. Yeah, wow. Grade ten Well, I didn't know that. Louis, I You could have done your internship there, Luke. <laughs> Learn a little bit about business. You could have got me coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not that good at, well, yeah, I'm not that good at maths to begin with, but Louis probably would have just made me worse, but, <laughs> um, oh, well. I'm not very good at it either. <laughs> you just got to be as smart as year 11, that's all. Yeah. Just to be a little bit better than year 10. That's it. <laughs> yes, so I had to come back for that, um, and, yeah, we're actually online for this week, and we go back next week, but because I have COVID, I will be going back next Wednesday. 
So, yeah, like it's been really awkward because well, I've been in Teams meetings all week um, mm-hmm. with with students that I haven't even met um, and they have no idea who I am. So it's, it's like a Mexican standoff. Um, who wants to talk about <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty common though. You going into like an environment where people don't know you, though, I suppose, or don't like me. <laughs> I went hard. You just, took, you just took my put down. Even you didn't even put because you put yourself down. I guess for a relief teacher coming in, though, they're not coming into a class who you know is attached to a particular teacher already. So that's not bad timing. I'm not, I'm not relief though. I'm full time. As in the relief coming in for you, or are you uh, yes, are you actually yes. still teaching? I'm still teaching, so oh, I'll be home. out front. Okay. Uh, yeah, so weird. I'll be out the front, um, like on the TV doing the lesson, uh, and then there'll be everyone on their computers, and then this guy just yeah, okay. pretty much so like like Ferris Bueller, except the other other way around. Um, <laughs> just sweating you, up a storm out the front. When did you um? When did you finish your? When did you finish your degree? And have you done any like relief teaching or casual teaching, or did you just go straight from degree into getting this? I went straight from my degree into getting this. But I I worked as a um, teacher's aide for ever since I got back from America. So um, I've been in schools for like what, four or five years now. So. <laughs> It's not that new to me, which is good, um, but still having all the – yeah, it's still a little bit new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So you had to get back for school and, yeah, fill us in on the, the rest yeah. of the week with your training. So then, yeah, I just did another hour and ten on um, Friday and then went down the coast to do 12 sixes um and actually we have jude thomas training with us now luke so he does um a little bit of a different setup so we're gonna do is he coached by you or or nick or his old coach i think he's getting guided by collis oh yeah yeah you said that last week yeah so um on tuesday mornings we'll have um me jude brucey callum grego and tim in brisbane um doing a session together so jacko's training will sort of meld with um collis's training i guess um so yeah, that just that's the, usually the mtc way you pretty much just do their sessions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what group you're in i uh i was um yeah i've been having a little bit of trouble with giving back but hey um that's probably not a conversation for here um yeah so that's going to happen on Tuesdays, and then Jude will come down the coast on Saturdays. So yeah. it's good because um, Jude's been really good to train with, but he came down here, and we did 12 sixes, and Tim was cooked because he had his booster. I was cooked because I just didn't recover well from the um, Zatapec, and then everyone else was off the back, so he pretty much did the session by himself. Hey, um, just just quickly, though, back on Jude for a second, because I just think, like, I mean, in terms of what he ran, like, what, 752 or something like that to break the 3K, he, won, he like, dominated national juniors. Um, and I know it's pretty easy for a junior to just expect the world of, like, a junior coming through to then just, like, take on all the seniors. But, man, his race at Zatapec in that 15, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? Like, he looked like he looked like he was just going 
He looked like he just didn't want to even race. And then with 250 to go, I was just like, fucking hell, he's just going to pass everyone up and pass. And then just kind of, it was a weird race, don't you reckon, Louis? Yeah, I, I didn't see it until the replay. And I agree. Like, I, I don't know um, if it was like, um, like he was uh, fart-lacking it or something. Like, I, yeah, it, it sort of looked, maybe he <laughs> sounds like Brady's at... 1500 at the end. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did it like, um, he kind of did it like, George Beamish, but just didn't win. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was in this race with Charlie Hunter at Nationals once, and he literally, like, 200 on, 200 off, a 1,500. And yeah. he ended up getting flogged. <laughs> but that's on, honestly what it looked like. But yeah. I think it's just maybe he didn't um, – yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really know how to race. It's pretty hard in Queensland. There's no races. It's just time trials, and then if you pop, you pop. And he's, so still, he's still a junior, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, like, it's, it's you kind of can't – because obviously when you see a kid do something special, you kind of, like, expect him to just, like, take on Stewie or something. But, fuck, he's he's going to be such an exciting runner to watch. He's so – like, he just looks like an athlete. Yeah, he's got the right you mind. You called it. So. Well, well, no, I mean, like – it a bit well, – yeah, I mean, but it's like, it's like calling, like – it's like saying, oh, Claudia Hollingsworth is going to be a gun. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, like they're already you know, there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy pick, but it's like, it's, I'm probably more excited. It's like, it'd be good to see what it's like when it's like well-paced race and say he's maybe racing, maybe not a Stewie, but say if you're racing like, um, oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe Stewie or, or like Jai Edwards in like a national final, maybe he'll, he'll just hang on and just fucking run something quick because that's what that's pretty much what gregson did back in the day and he's he's pretty much following gregson's footsteps um but yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so that was it i did 12 sixes it was it was not that impressive i think we held um 66s through the laps um on a 230 cycle um so what's that like 144s um yeah so then that was it. I did a two-hour – oh, I did a, a double and then a two-hour long run, and that was my week. And then when did you start getting symptoms on Tuesday, like on, a couple of days after the Sunday longie? Yeah, on Monday night. Okay. Oh, my, yeah, Monday night. Mm, interesting. Do you do you have to – in Queensland, do you have to get a PCR? Nah, you can register your rat test. Yeah, okay. Which is, yeah, what I did. Um, I don't know about you guys, but the mentality up here is is very um, – I don't enjoy it because it's like, oh, well, if I don't get tested, then I won't have it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. So we shouldn't believe the numbers we're seeing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, It'd be interesting uh, to see whether you're training – like the guys you're training with have it as well. I hope not. I, I don't want to be the one that gives that to them because we were going to do – well, I was going to do the Adelaide 5K next week. Oh, you can't come for that. I'm really looking forward to that event. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that. You might that's, have a really good rebound that's like, yeah. like Luke, Luke had. That's going to be a good um, – that's a shame, Luke, because that actually sounds like it's going to be a decent race, that um, Adelaide 5. I think I was speaking yeah. to Mac the other day, and I think it's been paced in like – I feel like he said either 1335 or 1345, which I just think would be perfect for you, Louie. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I was annoyed at because, um, yeah. It might like, come good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive thinking. Yeah. You're not uh, signing up for the eight, Luke? Um, uh, <laughs> I was honestly, I was going to try to think of something funny to say to that, but I got nothing. <laughs> um, I got nothing funny and just no, I, because I, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah, just no. <laughs> Tell us about your week. Um, yeah, okay, my week. Um, I did. Sorry, I just need to get off bloody Louis McAfee's Strava. Hey, um, have you had dinner yet, by the way? Because your Uber eats. No, arrived. my Uber eats has taken like 90 minutes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, so Monday, yeah, so I'm still on the elliptical slash jogging. Um, so I spoke to Kev, I spoke to my physio, JR, and the some the thing was it's like I'm I'm really not, I know I kind of touched on it last week, but I'm not confident as well at, at all about this Achilles. And my mind has pretty much gone to like I don't know. I think I want to get surgery on it. Um, and I've spoken to a few people about it, but the, because I'm in Sydney, it's like, all right, let's push the boundaries a little bit. And in the sense of pushing the boundaries, it's like, let's do half an hour jogs back to back as in every second day, instead of doing like 15 minutes or something like that. So elliptical session on the Monday, which was a double mono. I, th- I touched on this last week. Um, JR knows how much I hated he gave me this session. I was doing it on the Watt bike earlier on in the year, but I did a, a double, like a mono back to back, which is, it's 40 minutes, but it's only like, because what mono's equal recovery. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. only 20 minutes of hard, but it's 40 minutes. It's, it's just a fucking long time to focus. Yeah. And as well, it's like when you do, when you do the last 15 seconds, you have 15 seconds recovery and then you go back into a 90. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've done that. I've, I've probably done this session, I'm going to say like five times. This time, and I, and I reckon I've done it back-to-back, like, without a recovery maybe twice. But this time, I put five minutes recovery in between because I was, I was spent. Like, and I don't know, that's probably combining that with with working, like, like I've been, I like, door-to-door, I'm probably, like, oh, probably, like, 10 hours, maybe more. How um, much yeah. longer are you in Sydney for? I get back on Saturday. <laughs> so that's why it's, like, all right, if I'm going to, like, see how this Achilles things go, I may as well just do it up here because it's, like, I'm not going to see my – I'm not going to see a doctor up here. I'm not going to see a surgeon up here or anything. So it's, like, fuck it. Like, let's just see where I'm at. Yeah. Um, how high are you getting your heart rate in those elliptical sessions? Well, so yeah, see, so that's the thing. I feel like I'm 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 half and half. So sometimes I'll do my elliptical. Uh, sometimes I'll do it at heart rate. Sometimes I'll do it without a heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much whenever I'm doing anything hard, I try to just – get it above 160 because yeah. my threshold back in the day when when I used to do thresholds with when I was with um, Nick, I think for the 3.7 millimoles of lactic on our VO2, my zone was between like 163 and 167. Yeah, um, so and that's solid on an elliptical to get your heart rate that high. Yeah, it's hard, and it also takes so much longer to get it up as well. It does, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, so if I'm wearing my if I'm wearing my heart rate for a, like a easy elliptical, like a what I you know like a recovery type jog equivalent, I try to hit it at about one thirty because that's my jogging. Yeah. But even then, one thirty is quite hard to get. Like it's it sometimes can be pretty taxing to get it get your heart rate up. And then yeah, so what, I just I just aim for one sixty. Um, and that way, if I'm a little bit under, like it, it won't cook me, and I, I can recover okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the next day, oh, uh, the next day, 
I did. Oh no, I did seventeen. I did. Oh no, I did seventeen. Wait, what did I do here? I did seventeen and a half minutes of running. Oh, how did you? <laughs> so, how much long? Like, how long would the recovery time be if you got surgery? You know. Um. Wait. Just let me just go through the thing and then I'll explain it. So, and then I did. Yeah, and then I did a elliptical workout. And then I thought I actually posted this thing here. I was going because this was the day it was I did on Australia Day, and I this was when all those photos of ScoMo and that Grace Tame came out. You know when she's got that like sound yeah. face. I don't know. I feel like a lot of I, I mean, she's obviously yeah. I, I don't know. Like I feel like I don't know enough about politics and everyone. No one I know seems to like ScoMo, so she's obviously got her reasons. And I don't know. I, I really like that photo that she was unapologetically not going to like pretend to like a prime minister regardless of the situation. Mm. Um, so I, I don't mind that. Um, and like I said, I can't really comment on ScoMo or anything because I just I just know nothing about Australian politics. But when I saw <laughs> that photo, I was like, fuck. So I went on it. I went on that Grace Tames Instagram and I went into her tagged photos. I don't know why. I went into her tagged photos. I think I was trying to look for those photos where she, like, is looking to the side. And it says here, Grace Tame, Australian of the Year 2021. She ran a 124 half marathon at the Easter Marathon, sixth place finisher. And yeah. She, yeah, she's a runner. She's a good runner. Yeah. <laughs> we, we met her um, uh, at the Lonnie. I did the half when it was postponed. So it was the Lonnie 10 and half um, in at the end of 2020. And yeah, she was racing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, that's just even another thing. So, like, she went to. Because where's she from? Is she from? So I'm not sure specifically in Tassie, but yeah, oh, she's she, from she is from Tasmania. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I posted that to the photo. That was just a, an, a, a, a like an elliptical tempo workout. Um. Ten minutes, eight minutes, six, three, two, all off two minutes. Absolutely riveting. I just love the elliptical so much. Um, <laughs> just quickly back to your run. Was that a planned 17 and a half minute run or the Achilles was just feeling average so you had to cut it short? Nah, so that was that was planned. Um, and then my next run from then onwards up until now is meant to be 30 minutes. So yeah. I did 30 minutes uh, in the morning at Centennial, um, 30 minutes in uh, 6.7K, Um that was on Thursday. Yeah, it didn't feel great. Um, my Achilles, and yeah, I also don't feel. Yeah, I don't feel very fit, which is probably expected. Um, and then <clears throat> what do I have here? So that would have been Thursday. And then on the Friday, I've got an elliptical workout. Um, this one was pretty, pretty tough. So it was five sets, but and and within the set it was four by one minute. Wait, what is this? Yeah, four by one minute with thirty seconds recovery. Um, so just like a bit of a harder workout with two minutes thirty recovery between sets. Uh, and then on the Saturday, I just went for two laps of um, Centennial. That was um, yeah, pretty cruisy. Thirty minutes at four twenty two, six point nine k. Um, nothing special to be honest, but. Yeah, I think I'm pretty happy.